Hands up how many of you knew about Rico Lewis this time last year. Now keep your hand up if you thought he'd have this big of an impact this early on in his Manchester City career. It's been quite the rise to prominence for City's teenage prodigy with our Rico set for a bumper contract extension. We'll be discussing that and much more in today's show. Plus, there's the final quarterfinal of the John Stones paint trophy to look forward to as well. It's Friday the 28th of July. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Oliver Lamb. And this is the City Report Podcast. here for good to win! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, champions of Europe. Manchester City are kings of Europe. Now they have their triple crown. Um, with me today is Adam Booker and Oliver Lowe. Um, much like the introduction, probably guest it isn't uh you haven't turned into a dog over the summer oliver that is your little pup barking away but it's good to see you again man it's been a it's been a while first appearance of the season it's uh it's exciting yeah excited to be back uh clearly norman feels the same way um i've tried my best to mute him but um his excitement is clearly just ever present so um yeah feeling very good about the season for man city football being back but also all the content that the city report podcast are going to be bringing to the listeners cancel culture's gone mad adam we're trying to silence dogs now it's um it's horrific isn't it they'll never they'll never catch a break yeah my suggestions for uh for oliver to get the dog to stop barking probably wouldn't go over <laughs> well on this this very public podcast so I, I won't say what i'm thinking we're all dog lovers there as well so um watch it watch it um but yeah how are you doing by the way adam because obviously it's um you're you're in the midst of your summer there you're currently for anyone who isn't watching the uh the visual version of this show uh you're in a you're in a woods and, and i have to say it's looking like the start of some sort of scandi noir drama i feel like your you suggestion suggestion for shutting Oliver's dog up might work on us as well. Well, Oliver Kirsch made a similar uh, comment when I sent a picture of the cabin that I'm staying at, and you know he referenced a variety of of horror movies that he thinks uh, my life is going to take shape in, in in the shape of those. But uh, no, I'm just in a beautiful cabin out here at the mountain. Nice, dude. I'm just doing normal, you know, twenty twenty seven year old white like man. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like I, murder, I was going to yeah. say, Oliver. Of all the City Report podcast contributors, the most likely to turn out to be a murderer probably is Adam. Is that fair? Is that fair? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, I don't understand that. I don't know. But... To be fair, I mean, maybe maybe the mustache is the only thing. But <laughs> I I feel like Ollie Kirsch. I just feel like he has a real. Ooh. I feel like he has an unhinged energy. Uh, that if you push him too far, you know, he could definitely um, commit a couple homicides. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's just you, uh, you. I don't. I don't like being painted with this brush. I'm. I am no, no murderer. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. We don't I, I mean, anyone. I get off pretty lightly. To be fair, I was voted. I think in the in the quiz or the um, the questions from the the listeners um, most likely to win a WWE Rumble, and my name's not being mentioned as a murderer. So clearly, I'm, I'm being painted in a good uh, yeah. light. 
Yeah, maybe it's it's just your positive outlook on life, Adam. Maybe that's why. Um, anyway, before we before we start a Royal Rumble, let's get into today's show. We're going to speak about Rico Lewis, um, and maybe this is a sort of testament to where City's transfer window is at the moment. But it, it, it's news that deserves um, covering itself. Obviously, Rico Lewis burst onto the scene last year. He's going to be rewarded with a six-year contract extension. I believe that's five years plus the opportunity for an extra one. It's obviously his first proper deal with the senior squad, having come through the youth team last season. He made 23 appearances during City's treble winning campaign, a five-fold salary increase, according to Jack Gorn in the Daily Mail. Adam, I don't know what a five-fold salary increase entails, but I do know I would love to have a five-fold salary increase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I would take a one-fold <laughs> salary increase, increase at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a player that's obviously worth getting a pay raise. I mean, he, I would imagine that when he broke onto the scene, he was still on a very relatively um, small contract in the grand scheme of things, having just come out of the academy and, and kind of just broken into the, the senior team. So I haven't looked at the actual figures of his new contract, but I would imagine that um, – you know, the club have done right by him and and offered him or, or um, already begun paying him a salary that, you know, is kind of more on par with his contribution, which was, you know, night and day from the start of last season to the end of last season. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's a major it's a major story in terms of uh, Rico Lewis's career. And I said in the introduction, how many of you knew about him last year? Well, I, I assume quite a few people, those who cover and, and follow the uh, the youth teams, especially, but I don't think anybody was predicting he'd have this big of an impact so early on in his City career. Oliver, do, do you think, now I'll be a bit cynical here, do you, do you think it's deserved? And, you know, I, personally, I, I believe it probably is. Or is there maybe a, a, a chance that City are jumping the gun a little bit? Obviously, Rico Lewis just recently turned 18. He's probably not going to be tempted with moves elsewhere if the prospects of playing 20, 30 games per season in City senior team is available. Do you think they needed to move this this big money contract down the line this early on? Or, or, or like I said, is it completely deserved given his contributions last year? I think it's a mixed bag, the answer. I mean, did they need to? Probably not. Is it deserved? Yes. Have City always historically in the past sort of six, seven years given increased contracts to the players who show that they deserve it. Yeah, they have. Like City have never been a club that are, are tight-fisted. Um, 
you know, they've, they've always rewarded players who deserve those rewards. I think Ruben Diaz got a contract extension after his first year at City due to his contribution. Same with players like John Stones in recent years. Nathan Ake is obviously in talks at the moment. We look after our players. I think that's sort of the be-all and end-all of it. I think anyone who's sort of saying Rico Lewis doesn't deserve it, the only argument they can really give for it is his age. But in terms of his contribution to the squad, I don't see why he wouldn't be deserving of a contract extension. You know, um, I think... Rico Lewis's importance to last season is probably almost understated a little bit because a lot of it, I imagine, wasn't on the pitch. Um, I think a lot of it will have been to do with sort of, I guess, the moulding of that inverted fullback role, which we spoke about a lot throughout the season. City always tends to do these um, documentaries towards the end of the season. I'm, ho- I'm hoping one might come out, although there's not been wind of any. But if one did, I wouldn't be surprised to see a clip of of, um, you know, John Stones being held by the neck by Pep Guardiola and saying, watch this 18-year-old boy, watch what he does. This is what you need to do. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of, you know, BTS clip of that happening and John Stones just sort of following Rico Lewis around with a pen and, uh, pen and pad just saying, yeah, so, so how, how do you make those, you know, those runs into the middle? Because um, I, I genuinely think that it's, it comes a lot more naturally to him than it has to Stones and Stones has benefited from it. So, yeah, I, th- I think he deserves it. I think in years to come, we'll see a lot more of him in that role himself. But um, overall, I just think he's a he's a brilliant player for the the squad. I think he's got a lot more to offer. Mm. He's young, he's lively, and he's, and he's earned it. Yeah, yeah. City, City certainly are meritocratic in that sense when it comes to handing out contract extensions. I can't really remember any player who's been given a freebie. Uh, maybe perhaps someone would argue Cancelo. Obviously, he's contracted to 2027, signed in February 2022. But at the time, he was probably the best fullback in the world. And, and that's really the only mistake in terms of handing out a long contract City have made. But obviously, interestingly enough, it's linked to Rico Lewis's advancement. Um, but in terms of his playing time and, and his contributions, Adam, it's probably the clearest indication we've had yet of, of two things, really. The fact that Rico Lewis is certainly going to be a part of the squad next season. Um, there was some sort of auxiliary interest from the usual European clubs in terms of wanting to take him on loan. You know, the likes of Brushia Dortmund, Ajax, I imagine, have sniffed around him. He's sort of their profile. City have said no to that, quite straight batted, defended it away. But also the system and... We had hints that it would be the case. We've seen in pre-season already that it is the case. But this three-five-two, three-four-one-zero, you know, whatever you, whatever we're going to call it this year, it's here to stay. And Rico Lewis is a massive, massive part of that, as we saw in the um, after Christmas of the last season. Yeah, and he can play a variety of roles in it as well. You know, I think the the benefit of the kind of you know inverted fullback or at times what became the inverted center back is that because you have if you are in that position you have a variety of roles to play in a game you have to be you know defending one on one you step into midfield you carry the ball into midfield you um you know link up the play kind of like a, a Rodri would um that's a perfect role for a player like Rico because we've seen kind of everything from him we've seen him in the academy play both the inverted role the kind of up and down classic right back role we've seen him simply play as a holding midfielder um so you know if if John Stones is kind of the guy to do that position going forward 
like Oliver said, he, he probably learned it from Rico Lewis because he's been doing it since he was, you know, a fetus at this point <laughs> with the way the academy is is running. So <laughs> to be fair, um, he doesn't look much taller than so, that at the moment, does he? Which is yeah. remarkable considering how much he puts himself about. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to mention the kind of Gavardial Cancelo aspect of all of this because his role is going to be so heavily influenced by what City do in the remainder of, of the transfer window because there's a world in which Rico Lewis can be probably a second choice right back or inverted fullback, whatever you want to call it, or he can be almost a, a fourth choice depending on what happens going forward in the window. So it's really hard to gauge where he stands in the squad at the moment. Um, I think we're seeing good things in preseason. He, he played in midfield against Bayern and, and looked really, really good. Um, but I think the issue for Rico at the moment is his future at the club is just so heavily dependent on what the what the club does in the remainder of the window. Yeah, it, it is. It is um, in terms of you know, is he going to get twenty three matches like he did last season, or is he going to go and get forty appearances? You know, that 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 certainly is up in the air. But it, it does look as if this contract extension gives him a rubber stamp, as in you will be in the first team. Personally speaking, I I, I don't know how much football he needs to get in terms of I won't be disappointed shocked surprised if we're sat here this time next year and he's only got 23 appearances again in fact I think that's probably the right amount for an 18 year old you don't want to be getting to a situation where he is playing 40 matches and you're almost relying on this player and a you know burnout but b overworking him putting the pressure on his shoulders at such an early age the senior players are there for a reason but in terms of um the way he plays, Oliver, he, he did he did really well in that friendly against Bayern Munich, and and again, I've, I've said I, I take usually take little interest in preseason friendlies. It's the time when we're all starved of football and we come to sweeping conclusions. But one thing we can, uh, one thing we have taken from that is his position, because at times he was ad, as advanced as Alvarez in terms of making these late runs, almost Gundogan esque, making these late runs into the box. He got a few shooting opportunities as well. Do you think his future lies in midfield? Obviously, he when he came through, he was being played more as a conventional orthodox right back. City don't really play with those anymore. But in terms of where he would play on the pitch, would you prefer it to be going forward as a right centre back? Or do you think he is more effective in midfield alongside someone like Rodri or Kovacic or John Stones even, the, the newfangled midfielder himself? I mean, I sort of think that Man City have evolved past the point of positions, <laughs> you know, in this in this day and age. The, the word is fluid, isn't it? I just, the, we've had, mm. what, seven years of Pep Guardiola. How many times have we all been scratching our heads when we look at lineups being posted like an hour before kickoff and going, Who, how, like, where's this person going to play? You know, this year it's inverted fullbacks sort of half as a CDM. I won't be surprised if next year it's inverted fullbacks who are half striker, half goalkeeper. And, <laughs> you know, we joke by it, but that is literally what Pep Guardiola has done to football. Yeah. You know, like we, we make these jokes, but two years ago, if someone said to me, oh, your right back's going to, you know, play play half right back, half CDM, I'd go, "What? like, are you mental? And that's just what he's done. So I, I genuinely don't, feel the need to worry too much about where his best position is or where he's most effective because you look at Rico, you look at multiple players within the, the Manchester City setup, they can be effective in loads of different areas and that that is what's mm. brilliant about 
for, you know, Man City as a club, but mainly realistically about Pep Guardiola is, you, you know, he he always has the missing piece to the puzzle. And if, if the puzzle piece doesn't fit, he'll, you know, he'll get some scissors out and cut it to the right shape. That's just what he does. So... I mean, look, I, I didn't watch the buying game. I was in work. Um, I'm, I'm sure Rico Lewis played fantastically. Um, from from what I gather, it was a pretty steady match. Um, but yeah, I just sort of think that he will be brilliant in whatever position he plays. I agree with what what both you and Adam have said. He doesn't he doesn't need 40 games next season. I don't think a contract extension warrants that. I don't think he's at the stage of his career where he needs that. I think realistically. The I guess the more progressed you get into your career and the more established you become, the harder contract extensions are to come by, if that makes sense. Now, I know that sounds a little bit weird, but when you're 18 and you're coming through the U setup, to get your first contract extension, just play 10 to 15 games, maybe have one really standout cup performance, score a goal, you get your first contract. Now, that maybe sounds a bit cynical, but you know I remember a certain Phil Foden who had played five to 10 senior appearances, got that first contract extension. And then we got the famous, was it Neil Curtis tweet saying Foden agrees to sit on the bench for six years. <laughs> so I, I don't, look, I think it's great. I don't think we need to put too much pressure on him. I think 20 to 30 appearances next year, whether they're starts or off the bench will be more than suitable for him. I think the biggest thing for him is to just keep progressing realistically. We don't know how much of Pep Guardiola we've got left. So if he can just soak up every single second and then in two to three years, if he's our starting right back and he's had three years under Pep Guardiola, I'll be happy. Just on what you said about uh, Guardiola getting his scissors out to do the jigsaw piece, I'm, I'm enjoying the thought of him sat at home um, with his with his wife, Christina, sort of just trying to m- squeeze this jigsaw piece. And I can imagine him getting really irate about that. But That's, um, that's probably what he does. Know, as, as... Sorry, I imagine I imagine his wife sort of <laughs> yeah. goes, that's not going to work, Pep, that's not going to work. And then at the end, they look at the jigsaw and it's actually perfect. And she's like, how have you done that? That's Pep, yeah. that's Pep Guardiola it's as not, a manager. It's nothing like it was meant to look on the book, on the box. So it looks nothing like it's it better. does on the box. He's just completely... Yeah, exactly. Um, Adam, as we begin to sort of wrap this part one up then, um, in terms of the philosoph- uh, philosophical question about City's Academy, do you think it's important that the Academy is producing players for the first team and it isn't just there? We, we know it's there primarily as a money-making method. They've made some incredible profits over the last sort of 12, 18 months alone. But do you think it is important that a Phil Foden, a Cole Palmer, a Rico Lewis, every now and again come through into that, uh, into the first team to sort of maybe keep the, I don't know, the mythology about it in the academy itself. Because it's it's great, you know, when you can go to City's Academy, you can have 12, 13, 14, 15 months on your CV. You know, you've come through the youth teams, whatever. But there has to be an end goal, doesn't there? It's not going to be the case for for 99% of the players, but just to have those couple who do come through, is, is it important City have that? I think from an emotional point of view, yeah. It's great for people like us to see Cole Palmer and, and Phil Foden and James McAtee and players like that get out of the academy and play for the first team. But realistically, there's no difference between... You know, on paper, there's no difference between selling three academy products for ten million each and buying a thirty pound, thirty million pound <laughs> winger from Leon. No, I know Leon uh, has thirty million pound issues, but I think that's probably a bit too far. <laughs> um, so realistically, no, there's no. They don't. The club doesn't need to bring 
players out of the academy into the first team. I think what's important to the club, and they, this is something they've been very vocal about, is that the the players are getting a fantastic education in football and they're going on to have great careers. I mean, just look at some of the players that have left the uh, the academy in recent years, like Romeo Lavia, Gavin Bazunu, um, you know, James Trafford now going to Burnley, and players like that that are going and making big contributions elsewhere at big clubs and... Um, I think that's the most you can hope for, especially at this level. Like if City were not chasing trebles year on year, then there's a bit more leeway to bring in players and give them the time to adapt. But um, I think the only people that truly benefit from an academy product going from you know the U6 team to the first team is people like us because it's a great story emotionally. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's bringing in money to fund transfers. It's bringing in money to fund other investment into the club. The players that are leaving are leaving with a great football education and they're having great careers. I think that's really the most you can ask for. You, you know, it sh- struck me and, and really just in the convers- in the time we've been having this conversation, but looking at City's first team squad, excluding Scott Carson, because obviously he, he's you know a different situation there, but of the sort of 21, 22, 23 players... Almost a third of them, or at least over a third of them, are English, Oliver, and that and that's that's crazy, isn't it? You know, you're looking at Phil Foden, Grealish, um, Stones, Kyle Walker. Obviously, we don't know where his future lies. Calvin Phillips, they're all first team senior England players, but then as well, Cole Palmer just won the under twenty one European Championships of England. Rico Lewis is of that ilk as well. Quietly, over the last five six years, Pep Guardiola's built a team which the majority of the the spine is made of english talent which is you know it, it it's it's testament to guardiola as well but also the way city operate yeah i mean i i, I can't say for certain but peps always seems to enjoy bringing the, a sort of natural nationality within any team that he's managed hasn't he mm. um because city never really seemed to be fussed about homegrown quota before um, before Pep. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the time we struggled with it. We had to sign players like Scott Sinclair just to sort of meet that quota. Now it it, it doesn't seem to be um, as, much, as much of a problem. Um, I, I, on one point, agree with what um, Adam said in the fact that realistically it doesn't matter, you know, about the academy. On the other hand, I sort of, I think it's like the Hunger Games, you know, one tribute gets to win and that's what drives people on. It's always like you want you want to see the Phil Foden, the Cole Palmer, because that will give, especially the ones that are, you know, getting towards a, a realistic breaking point of am I going to become a professional footballer or maybe going to do something else. It it really does give that driving factor of, you know, there are players that I used to walk, you know, through the academy with and see training who are now professional footballers for Manchester City. Um but, you know, apart from that, I agree with Adam's point. It, it should be there to, to fund transfers. If we actually used any of the money for transfers, that, that would be nice. Um, but that's another another topic for another day. I can already see potentially people like Amos getting angry in the comments of this episode. So I want to caveat what I said by saying that I understand the local connection of having players like Cole Palmer James McAtee, Phil Foden, Rico Lewis come through. I think if, you know, if there was a, a kid in the, the City Academy from Portland, Oregon, I would probably have a bit more of an emotional connection to them coming through. Um, 
So I just I wanted to put that little asterisk. I've in already there, which, signed you know, my comment. It's a, it's a Manchester City podcast, and an asterisk that has to be applied yeah, to everything. Yeah, yeah. I've I've already typed my comment. I've already got angry in the uh, in the comments below. Um, Oliver, you, you quickly yeah. mentioned Hunger Games. Which of the City squad would be killed first in the uh, in the Hunger Games? Who would win it? Oh, I feel like Jack Grealish would be killed first. <laughs> I do love the guy. He'd be too busy partying, wouldn't <laughs> Just he? Just messing about. Yeah, he'd, he'd be partying. I think Ruben Diaz would have to win it, wouldn't he? He'd um, he'd be like a machine. Yeah. He'd definitely be from, um, what was it called? Division 1 or Sector 1, whatever it's called in the Hungry. District, District 1. District 1, yeah, yeah. He'd be from District 1, Ruben Diaz, wouldn't he? He's been trained since birth for it. I reckon um, Nathan Ake would have a decent shot, Adam. Is Jack Grealish being slaughtered? Is he slaughtered in a different way this time for Jack Grealish? But is he uh, is he going first in the Hunger Games? Yeah, I think it would have. I think it would have to be Ruben Diaz probably. But I think there's some some dark horse shouts. I feel like Ederson. Mm. I, f- I think Ederson would probably play really mm. dirty and 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 scrape yeah, through I can, I can imagine him not sleeping the entire time it's on um but anyway that that'll do for part one join us in a sec as we finish and we wrap up the quarterfinal stage of the john stones paint trophy adam thank you very much for your contributions today thank you oliver thank you very much for your contributions today thank you and thank you also to norman my dog <laughs> stay right there we'll be back in a moment Welcome then to the first semi-final of the John Stones Paint Trophy. There were some tightly fought contests at the last eight stage, but only four competitors remain. Just two places in the final up for grabs and, of course, the one winner to come. For the semi-finals, the format has shifted slightly. We're sticking with three questions per person, but the topics have changed More on that a little bit later. But for semi-final number one, it is a UK versus US battle. Oliver Kirsch, you came through Luke Barsley to get here. And I have to say, probably my highlight of the quarterfinal stage, Luke Barsley being asked, what was the badge in FC Copenhagen? Sorry, what was the animal in FC Copenhagen's badge? And him replying with a moose. Um, <laughs> the critics the critics are saying you got a favourable draw. But look, you're here and you're now obviously amongst the favourites. Can only beat what's in front of you, Amos. That's true. That's true. And in front of you today... It's Mr. Joe Ricci all the way from the never east coast of America. Uh, Joe, you had another American, you you in the only All-American battle in the quarterfinal stage, beating Andrew, of course. Are you, uh, are you here to make up the numbers or have you got your eyes on the prize? Uh, I think after last round, I think my eyes are firmly on the prize. So we'll see how it goes. I have to say, for any uh, anybody looking for uh, impartiality, I am currently sipping a uh, an American pale ale, so um, that's already one nil to Joe. <laughs> um, but uh, l- let's get into it then. As I said, three rounds, three questions each, a tiebreaker if needed at the end. The first one is on general knowledge. It's carrying over from uh, the quarterfinals. General knowledge on City's twenty twenty two twenty three campaign. Oliver, you can take the first question. You get the advantage of shooting first. And here it is. Man City took control of the title race with a 4-1 victory over Arsenal in April. But can you tell me who scored the Arsenal goal in that game? Saka. Saka. I've got a nod from Joe. I've got an answer of Saka from Oliver. It's it's not. It's not. At the Etihad in April, 4-1. Joe, I assume you thought it was Saka yourself. You were straight in there nodding. I thought it was a Saka penalty, was it not? 
Yes. Yeah, no, it, no, it was um, that was the Emirates game. This is at the Etihad, four-one in April. It was Rob Holding. Oh, <laughs> of course, he scored a banger, didn't he? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe well, the banger that. by Rob Holding standards. I think it was about eight yards out, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it had him losing his hair a little bit. Um, but I, I was questioning myself then. I have to say, I, I was, I was double oh, checking. So annoying. That, that that was that you were so confident you didn't give yourself any time to uh, think about the question but you you've handed the initiative straight to Joe. Um, do you know Joe, why it is? Do, do, you know, do you know why I was thinking Saka as well? Because there's been a thing on Twitter this week an Arsenal fan tweet. Yeah, Joe's name. Joe's seen it. Joe's seen it. There was an Arsenal fan tweeting that uh, Arsenal never lost a game in which Saka has scored, and all the City fans were pulling up. The screenshot of ah, City yeah. winning in the Saka yeah. goal. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> You've been done over. You've absolutely been, been done. done over. Well, you're going to have to hope for a slip up from Joe straight away. Joe, your question on City's 2022-23 campaign is about the Premier League again. City's first league defeat, as we found out in the quarterfinal stage of the Premier League season, came against Liverpool in October. But including that game at Anfield, how many Premier League losses did the Blues suffer on the road in the 22-23 season? And for the point, can you name the other three? So, sorry, my answer needs to be how many and who they are or just how many? So, we'll say how many and then you need to name... I tell you what, I appreciate that's probably a little bit of a, a, a weighted question. So I'm going to say, can you name two of the remaining three away defeats from the Premier League season? So I need to know, first of all, including Liverpool, how many? Oh, wait, shit, I just told you. You just sold him. <laughs> you just sold him. <laughs> Unreal. It's that American Fix. pale ale, baby. It's working its magic. Thick, <laughs> I've been the American booze. Give him the American all the answers. <laughs> I've been hypnotized. Do I do I no, get I'm gonna get sucker? Well, no. I tell you what, we can we can rescue this, thankfully. I haven't told you of the three who they were, so a bit of a change. It's for the point. You're gonna have to tell me which three. Not including Liverpool, which was the fourth uh, away defeat of the Premier League season. So can you name all three of the Premier League defeats on the road from the 2022-23 season? We got there in the end. Well, it makes me feel better that it was three because that was going to, or three others, because that was going to be my guess. And I know two of them are definitely Brentford and Spurs. But the third one. I can't believe that my head's gone. Uh, United. Uh, yeah. Well done. Just about one nil. Um, yeah. In- interesting. Just a small round. asterisk. <laughs> 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 to be fair, you would have. You said you would have got it anyway. So, um, I'm. I'm. God on its truth as, too. I'm not. I'm yeah, not, I'm, not. I'm taking that as a moral victory. Um, Oliver, you're on the back foot. Uh, if you'd have got the, you were so confident in brazen with your first answer, then maybe yeah. it would have been one one. But um. Here is the second round. It is guess the career path. I'm going to list every single club a certain player has played for. I want you to name the player for me. They are. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just, just, just one question because of what Joe said beforehand. Are these players that obviously have played for City? Can you give us the a, a year that we're after here? Yeah, I was just about to say one, uh, one disclaimer. These are players who have played for City after the year 2010. 
So okay. we're talking from 2010 onwards. That doesn't necessarily mean they are 2010, the 2023, whatever. That's for you to work out. But there's no player from before then that will be included. And that's across both semifinals as well. But Oliver, your your player and his career path is as follows. Um, Rayo Vallecano, Real Madrid B, Almeria, Sevilla, Manchester City, Valencia, Middlesbrough, Besiktas, Al Nasir and Cadiz. So um, quite an eclectic group oh of teams God. there. Um, what the if you need fuck? It... <laughs> if you need it, if you need it to be read out again, I'm more than happy. But um... I was going to say I need it like written down, and I'm not even going. Yeah, there, there, there's. Oh. I think the best way to do these sort of questions is just look for those sort of those little gems, those one or two clubs, and you could maybe start to picture it uh, and piece it together yeah, like that. But It's, it's Viacano and Cadiz that are getting me. Just run it through again, and listen, yeah, we actually might have to pause and cut, cut some of the thinking <laughs> time here out, but go on. Um, okay, so it's Real Viacano, Real Madrid yeah. B, Almeria, Sevilla, Manchester City, Valencia, Middlesbrough, Besiktas, Al Nasser, Cadiz. It's the ones after City that are throwing me. That's probably Sevilla, City, and then who? Valencia, Middlesbrough, Besiktas. It sounds like the worst interrailing route of all time. It's Middlesbrough that's throwing me as well. Sevilla no City, Valencia, Middlesbrough. Joe, do you know? No idea. The tension Sevilla already. City. One more time, please, Chris Torrent. Yeah, of course. From the top. From the top. Congratulations, any listeners who have got it in this time. Real Vallecano, Real Madrid B, Almeria, Sevilla. Manchester City, Valencia, Middlesbrough, Besiktas, Al Nasir, who I believe are a Qatari team, and Cadiz. Oh, I'm screwed. A little stump in here. Yeah, I am. I am a bit stumped. Um... Reminder scores 1 0 Joe. Cadiz. I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm wrong, but the only one in my head that is close to this. I'm, I'm, fucking hell. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I'm getting this, but I'm going to go Alvaro Negredo. It's Alvaro Negredo. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. Oh. Well oh, done. Yeah. Well God. done. Oh my Ball God, knowledge. That is ball knowledge. That is that is. If it was, I wow. tell you what, Joe. If this was a boxing match, it, the referee would have called called it there. That is an absolute Ooh. killer blow. But unfortunately for you, Ollie, it's only to make it one-one. Um, it keeps nice. you in the quiz. It, yeah, it keeps you in the quiz. That's, that's, that's a it. Now. <laughs> that's that's Sevilla. You came from Sevilla, yeah. yeah. The one, the one. That's what. Most, that's what I didn't have. Yeah. Um. I reckon most listeners who would have got that. Would have probably got it off the Bish- uh, for, uh, for the Middlesbrough one because obviously he spent um, a season just a couple of years after leaving City complaining about the weather in England. He moved up to the northeast, which was yeah. um, 
Questionable decision. But, Joe, you've got a chance to uh, regain your lead. Similar style question. Here are your teams. Which player also, is this? Just for the record, can I type it in the private chat? Just if, so you don't yeah. have to keep repeating it? Yeah, okay. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, I'm a visual person as well. I need to see it in front of me, so that's fair enough. Um, okay, your teams then for your player yeah, are as follows. Partizan Belgrade, Fiorentina, Manchester City, Inter Milan, Sevilla again, Monaco, Jovic, and Herford, Berlin. Oh, he's not. He, yeah. We've gone from yeah. we've gone from <laughs> one extreme to the other. There. Which one was it? Which that gave it away? Uh, Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Yeah, Fiorentina, Fiorentina and Inter being either side of it. Yeah, yeah. So um, the reprieve for Oli hasn't lasted too long. You've you've got. So you just went for there. like very like what could have been promising strikers that really ended up doing nothing for City. Is that your theme? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but um, the the third round then, and this has turned out to be a really intriguing hey, semi-final you, you, you battle. You should have, uh, in fact, you know what, I've got I've got a right one for you. But I'm, I'm not going to say it in case you've got it prepped for the other semi-final. Um, <laughs> oh, well, we can... Uh, in fact, I'm not sure if we're allowed to uh, have competitors interfering with the questions of the other, of the other players. Right. Maybe we'll... Yeah, it's a maybe, really maybe... left field striker that was promising and never ended up doing anything, but it might have been pre twenty ten. In fact, it was. So I'll say it: Neri Castillo. Jesus Christ, that is a that is. A, I don't think anybody <laughs> would have. <laughs> I remember he was presenting. I don't think anyone would even during... be able to play any any of his teams that he ever played for. No, well, he he was a young Mexican striker, wasn't he? And we brought him in. I remember mm. we presented him on the pitch. I think it was at half time in a cup game, and we were thinking this guy is gonna be. He was presented almost like a superstar mm-hmm. at half time. I think he ended up with like two appearances or something. <laughs> he got seven, according to Wikipedia, on a year long loan from Shakhtar Donetsk. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Less said about that, the better. Um. Anyway, round three. This is this is where it could be decided. It could be where it's won or lost. But your round, your topic for this round is fill the gap. I'm gonna list a sequence. It could be anything. It could be football clubs. It could be players. It could be. It could be literally anything. But there's gonna be one missing. To get the point, you have to tell me what the missing answer is, and and this is the important part. And what the sequence relates to. So before we get into it, <laughs> Oliver, any questions? No. Okay, so... <laughs> Fuck me up, Amos. <laughs> He's wishing he had one less glass of wine, I think. I know, I, I know. know. It's, it's really, really uh, testing those brains. Right, okay, cool. here's your sequence then. You need to get it right to stay in the quiz because Joe would obviously go through with a 2-1 lead. Portsmouth, Newcastle, Birmingham, Leicester City, Tottenham Hotspur, Blank, Wigan Athletic, Watford, Man United. The sequence is teams that we've beaten to win the FA Cup. So, give me that. Just give me that again. It's Portsmouth. Man of the FA Cup. It might be wet like teams that we've beaten. Portsmouth, Newcastle United, Birmingham City, Leicester City, Tottenham Hotspur. 1991. Blank, Wigan Athletic, Watford, Man United. Wigan was 2013 FA Cup. Watford was 2018, uh, 2019 FA Cup. United was 2023 FA Cup. So this is teams that were beaten at Wembley to win the FA Cup. Um, 
Which was the blank? Just go, just go backwards. Sorry, please. Yeah, of course. That'll be. Um, in fact, I've lost my my quiz. Just can't remember which but... one's the blank. Go to the latest one. So it's United, yeah, Man United, Watford, Wigan Athletic, blank, Stoke, Tottenham, Stoke City is correct. And FA yeah. Cup final opponents is the link. I will give you that. Um, obviously, Tottenham, Wigan Athletic, amongst the yeah. couple City haven't won a game. But yeah, good, uh, good logic applied to that, which gives you Joe the chance to go through to the final. Or a chance for Oliver to take it into extra time and the dreaded tiebreaker. Um, here's your sequence. Same rules apply. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Monaco, Liverpool, Tottenham, blank, Chelsea, Real Madrid. So the okay, missing... on mute, typing that all down. So I, I have it. So Barca, Real Madrid, Monaco, Liverpool... Tottenham, blank, Chelsea, Real Madrid. So it's Champions League quarterfinals because it can't be semifinals with Tottenham there because they went on to beat Ajax to get into the finals. And that blank team between Spurs and Chelsea, so that's the year before City made the final. Who did they go out to in the quarterfinal? So remember, the gap and the sequence is needed for the point. I can genuinely feel the tension. I feel like Oliver's going to explode. In fact, I was going to turn his camera off. I don't even know how to. Although, wait. Blank Chelsea Real Madrid. Oh, wait. Barca, Real Madrid, Monaco, Liverpool, Tottenham, playing Chelsea. We're into the uh, the final minutes of normal time. Joe's on the now attack. I'm, now, now I'm questioning if I have the the sequence or the logic right because we only went out to Chelsea in the final, so it's really not the quarterfinals. I'm gonna have to push you for an answer. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to stick with what I have, even though I know it's not right. Is, is Champions League is Champions League opponents that knocked us out in the Champions League? Okay, that's what it is. Is the overall theme, and the blank between Tottenham and Chelsea is. I'm going to say I'm going to say Real again. It's not right, but I just I'm spacing on what it is. Oh man, you were so close. You were so close, Oli. Any ideas? You were right. It's teams that have knocked City out of the Champions League teams knockouts not since 2014. The blank between Tottenham and Chelsea. 2020, I think it was. And I don't blame you for forgetting about this fixture. Most people have. Oh, it's Leon. It's Leon. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh, you were so close. Oh. I, I wow. wiped that from my memory at, at the full time whistle. So yeah, <laughs> memory yeah. show. So, memory show. So did uh, oh. so did Raheem Sterling. Um, oh. Much like he wiped his ability to finish in that game. But it means after three questions, it is two two. So it goes to a tiebreaker, and here is your tiebreaker. 
Ollie, as you went first in the quiz, I'm going to hand over to Joe. He can have the answer first in the tiebreaker, but that gives you the benefit of going second and knowing what his answer was. Are we all okay with the rules? I'm getting two nods. Yeah, that was a hesitant nod, Joe. I, I, well, I what happens probably... if we both put the right answer? Like, is it a closest to answer? Or is it... It's closest to, yeah. So, you, okay. Ollie, okay. you can't say whatever Joe would say. So, he can um, price but... his right me, basically. Basically, basically. But um, the question is for your tiebreaker. Pep Guardiola has managed... Wait, cut that out. <clears throat> One sec, I've lost it. Fuck off. See, this is the content we need. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. The question is, Pep Guardiola has won 100 over 100 matches in the Premier League for Manchester City. But can you tell me how many points he's accused as manager of Manchester City in England's top flight? So, closest answer wins. Joe, you're up first. You can set the benchmark in terms of where we go for this one. Ollie, you've got the you've got the second shot to try and book your place in the final. But how many points has Pep Guardiola earned as City manager in the Premier League? This is via transfer market as well. If anyone's uh, wondering or wants to query the uh, the answer, I have like a, a range in my head that I know mm-hmm. the answer is going to lie within. I'm going to say, um, how, ma- how many points you said, right? How many points he's How accrued? many points? Yeah, how yeah. many points? Um, 600 and 653. 653 is the answer from Joe. Ollie, you've got a range to work within. It really depends on whether you go above that or below that, and that's completely up to you. Um, close I, I'm, I'm doing some maths here. I'm doing some maths. You're trying to work it out. Got... Yeah, well, because I know he's got the highest PPG of any Premier League manager with any kind of substantial number of games under his belt, but I can't remember exactly how many it is. I can't remember exactly how many it is. He's done, be helpful done if seven did. seasons, hasn't he? 16, 17, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, 21, 22, 22, 23. Seven seasons, 38 games. Yeah, I was doing this 200. all in my head because I didn't want to give him any idea. <laughs> I was like, 266. He's done 266 games. have the mental maths ability to actually be able to do this. So um, I'm glad to be sat this side of the microphone, I have to say. No, I've got I've got my calculator out. Two hundred and sixty-six games. I'm gonna to have to start pushing. What did Francis. you say, Joe? I'm not sure. That's if you've got to be listening. <laughs> you've got to be listening. I'm not. I'm I think not, he said two hundred and fifty something. This is this is getting heated. I am actually gonna to have to start pushing for answers. We are uh... right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say he's at about two. Oh, fucking hell. Two point two five. I think Joe said six fifty, didn't he? 
I don't know why you're looking at me. It's too high. It's too high. I'm going low. Six six fifty. Hang on. Seven seasons, thirty-eight games. Twenty seconds left. Divided by two six six. Two point four five. It's two. No, Joe's got. I think Joe's gone too high. I'm going to go lower. Say ten lower. Two. Go two. Two. What did you say? Two five five. Go two forty. 240 is the submission from Ollie Kirsch. The answer is for a place in the John Stones paint trophy, 625. So it is Oliver Kirsch. He takes the spot in the final. Wait, didn't he just say 240? That's closer to that's closer to 625, yeah. I said 653. He said 240. Oh, we're going to put, oh my God, I meant 640. <laughs> so about 1050. Play back lower. the tape. Oh Play back God. the tape. No, 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 no. What? he's right. No, 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 no. He's right. He's right. He's right. No, because I was working out the number of games he had, which was 26 something. And then Joe had said 350. I said uh, 650. I said about I'm, 1050 I'm lower. And all I know is Joe said 250. I've gone, I've gone with two, two, the number two instead of six. It's obviously Wait. not 240. Play back the tape. I said oh, so 653. You... No, yes, no. So so, so Ollie said 240. Oh, no. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's why I was... You didn't see the no, face no, no, I was no, making? No, 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 no. You can't do this by default. You can't do this by default. We have no, the tape? Because mm. I said... I well, said, no, you said you, you said... originally said 240, didn't you? And I my face was like, Ooh. what the fuck? But then what? I swear your answer was 640. Yeah, 653. No, no, no. Pep had me. done. Yeah, Pep, Pep had two hundred and sixty-six games, right? And Joe had said six fifty. I said two forty instead of six forty because I was looking at two hundred and sixty-six games played. Yes, he's right. But come <laughs> the fuck on, because I said I'm going lower than uh, going ten fifteen lower than Joe. Two forty instead of six forty. I'll. I, I genuinely. I, I'll I, leave this with the adjudication, but that is a how genuine, I heard this. Send it to TAS. Like Pep's you, obviously not got under <laughs> one point per game, Joe. <laughs> I know that. I heard before Ollie said Joe said two forty or something like that, and I was like, oh shit, you've balls this up. But genuinely, when he answered, I'm pretty sure he said six forty because he said you said two fifty. Uh, you said six five three. My ads. I. We might have to go back on the table. What? No, oh, come on! Is that's that's fucking. Oh, that's I, that's I genuine if... error. He's I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm getting our resident game. lawyer on the. Uh, on the <laughs> one. Yeah, he's gonna pull Detmer, Get Detmer in here. I, ta- I, ta- I, ta- I can't. I can't check without There's a serious edit- editing jobby to be done. Oh my god, it's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> I, I might have to just say whatever's on the whatever you said as the final answer. And even I don't am know. I no, to... I don't know what I said. I don't know if I did say six forty, and then I know you said two forty because I'm sitting there like no way he's saying two forty. And because I'm like, looking at the number on my calculator of two six six, which is how many games Pep had I might, managed. I genuinely, I genuinely might have to record two endings to this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I gotta go to dinner here, so if yeah, you can make a decision. Just do another question. Oh, I can't. I, I I don't have another question. Do you want to do another question? <laughs> Either that or for the content, just put it out to the fault. Fo- like clip the audio, put it to the followers, and make a poll. I'm happy what with them poll. deciding one way or another. Should, should we leave it? 
It's up to you. It's up to you. Uh, it feels all I'll too say different. Is, all yeah, I'll it has to be up to you. All I, all I will say is, if Joe's in good faith here, he knows that I don't think Pep got under one point per Premier League game on average. <laughs> I, I support a club that's that you know supported by an oil state, man. I got no no good faith. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, what was the actual answer? Six two five, not two two five. So I wait. So I, I would have got it. I would have got it. You would have won, yeah, because I went six five three. <clears throat> Leave it. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. He got less than 90 points a season on average. That surprises me. That first it's season really hurt It's the first season and yeah. also season the 1920 season. Fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, again, yeah. I repressed those COVID seasons. So, Right. Um, I'll tell you what. We'll leave it to the adjudicators on the audio, and we'll see. I'll or see. we leave it to the, leave it to the, to the uh, WhatsApp. We'll see. We'll see. I can't wait for you to just clip in like a 30 second clip of you putting the verdict in. <laughs> I know. I, know. In fact, I tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm going to, re- I'm going to get both of you to record your victory speeches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. Okay. Um, Ollie's, Ollie's victory is coming up now. The answer is six, two, five. Ollie, you're into the final. <laughs> I can't take this seriously now. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, sorry, do that again. <laughs> do that again. Let me go first. Let me go first because I do actually okay. have to leave. So let me go first. Go on. Joe. Oh, Jesus. The answer is six, two, five. Joe, remarkably, from an Ollie mishap, <laughs> you, take the, you take the win. Just an absolute bottle job like he's a North London fan. That is horrendous. <laughs> that is horrendous. Crying. Off to the finals Uh-oh. you go. Off to the final you go. And that was semi-final <laughs> number one. Join us at the end of this week where we'll do semi-final number two. Until next time, we'll see you later. Okay, Ollie, your speech. The answer is six. Two five, which means Ollie, you by process of just knocking ten off Joe's answer, just about get around the houses and take the win. Four hundred and ten. <laughs> um, are you okay? <laughs> we've we just, lost. We've lost all. Yeah, he's just gone into full mental breakdown. Um, okay, that was his response <laughs> that's, to going some four hundred and ten off Joe's answer. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that, guys. Until next time, (laughs) we'll see you later.